Hey geeks, it's Jana and Ashley. Thanks for joining us this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your place for the latest geek and fandom news. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe podcast. We're excited to have our friend Sarah Gilliland from Sarah in the Suburbs. Sarah is a mom of three and the author of Family Travel and an entertainment website, sarahinthesuburbs.com. Sarah has been a geek for a long time, but only recently fully embraced her geekness. She runs the Facebook group, The Wizarding World Bombs, which is a non-judgmental place for all Potterheads raising their own Potterheads. Today we're talking about unpopular fandom opinions. From Star Wars to Marvel, Friends to Harry Potter, we asked, wow. And thank you to all who were brave enough to share their opinions, even when facing the trolls of certain fandoms. <coughs> cough. Star Wars. Cough, cough. <laughs> all right. So before we get started, Sarah, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. How long have you been a geek? What are your favorite fandoms? And where can our friends find you online? Well, thank you guys so much for having me. First of all, I'm excited to be with fellow geeks today. Um, it's always nice to be in a group or podcast or whatever you want to say about that to uh, be supported because I feel like in 2020, you would just find all kinds of support groups for your geekiness. But honestly, sometimes it feels like it's the exact opposite. So thank you guys for having me. Um, I am a mom to three, like you just said, and I write um, on sarahinthesuburbs.com, which is my personal blog that focuses a lot on family travel and entertainment topics. And I have been a geek probably my entire life, but just recently, I mean, within the last few years, really fully embraced the nerdy <laughs> geekiness of myself because, you know, it's, I don't know, it wasn't cool to be a geek in middle school and it really wasn't cool to be a geek in high school. And I feel like maybe that's slowly changing. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like certain fandoms can be a little toxic and it might be hard for younger fans to fully embrace their geekiness when we're tearing each other apart online. So um, I hope that, you know, my support of certain fandoms is you know, helpful to the younger crowd. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I think that's probably where my geekiness started. I was at a, I'll give you the short version of it. I was at a spend the night party for a girl's birthday and her dad, for whatever reason, decided that we all needed to watch Return of the Jedi. And I'd never <laughs> seen any Star Wars movies before in my life. And of course, you know, everybody's talking and stuff and I'm like glued to the TV. Like it comes on and I'm like, what is this about? And I was the only one that was awake by the time the movie was over. Like I was, I was like, wait, are there more? And her dad was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, everybody else is asleep. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I watched the other two at some point. Uh, it, anyway, it was before the prequels came out and obviously before all the great content we have now, but that's probably where it started for me was star Wars. And then of course uh, I was in high school and followed Harry Potter from there through college. I was in, I think I was a senior in college when the last book came out. So I feel like I kind of grew up with Harry and the gang. Um, and my Marvel love has come recently. My husband is a big Marvel fan and he read comics growing up. And um, I don't read comics. Not that I have any, there's anything wrong with them or whatever. I just, it's not something I pursue, I guess, but I love the movies. I love the MCU and I'm really excited about all the shows we're going to get on Disney plus that are going to continue helping us learn about the characters that we've already come to know and love. <laughs> so I feel like true. you opened up a whole 
I mean, there's so much there that it, to unpack. There is. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm like an even just opportunity starting, geek. <laughs> well, and even just starting with the whole, it wasn't cool to be a geek and maybe it's not cool still, yes, though. Who yes. cares? Like, I embrace it and I just, you know, don't even care. And I think that's sort of how Ashley and I kind of, you know, bonded when we first met. But I definitely remember it was not cool to be a geek in middle school and high school and, you know, college and whatever. And I... <laughs> I probably just didn't fit in well and I didn't even, I didn't really care, but you know, obviously it is hard when you're that age, when you're just trying to find your way and like, yeah, you get made fun of for the things that you love. And listeners, just so you know, those cute little baby noises are Sarah's <laughs> youngest. So she is a mom of three, but her youngest is like super little and adorable. Yes. Um, he's four so, and a half yeah. months old and he's making his geekdom known already. He's actually currently in a little onesie that says Dumbledore's Army. He has no idea what that means, but he will one day. <laughs> I love it. You will teach him well. I, I will. I will. We will embrace the geekiness. Um, yes. Yeah, Janet, like, I think that's part of the, still the problem with geeks today, unfortunately. But I mean, I feel like, I don't know, it's becoming a little more mainstream. I especially, hang on, buddy. I know he just wants to talk so bad. He's like, I just want to tell everybody about mommy and her geekiness and how she's raising me. Because, like, I have a Dumbledore's Army shirt on, but I have a Star Wars nursery. So, like, it's just, we're equal opportunity geeks here. Um so anyways, one of the biggest things, and this is kind of random, this is not a fandom that we talked about, but, okay, sorry, hang on, we're going to have to edit you all out of this, buddy, what is the problem? <laughs> you were doing so good, and now all of a sudden you're not having it, hang on, okay, what can I do to help you calm down? Hmm? Ooh, ooh. Okay. Is that going to help? Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Hopefully you can edit that little chunk out. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we can do whatever. So we didn't talk, uh, we haven't mentioned yet, um, maybe you guys have already mentioned it on your podcast, about um, like The Witcher and its fandom. Okay, so I don't, I'm not in, I wouldn't consider myself part of that fandom, but I have started watching it on Netflix and I know about the video game, but I didn't know it was a book. But I'll, I'll say this for that particular fandom, like, Henry Cavill is all about that fandom. He is, he he seems like a huge, big old nerd for it. And I love it because he's like very popular. He's a good looking dude. You know, and a lot of times geeks are, are, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you know, people who are geeky are like weird and ugly and, and not pretty. And I'm like, hey, we have a poster boy who is like super geeky about this thing called The Witcher. And he's a really good looking dude. And he's very, you know, popular. He's a celebrity. And I'm like, Maybe, you know, geeks are where our time is coming. We're turning around. But it's becoming more popular. And I feel like a lot of the the guys and, and gals that are involved in the Marvel stuff, like they really fully embrace their characters and then the other characters within the Marvel universe, whether it's just comics or cinema. But, um, you know, they're making it a little bit more cool to be geeky, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. And funny thing about Henry Cavill, we actually haven't talked about The Witcher yet. I've I finished the series. I've played the game. I tried to read the book. I mean, I got through it, but it was, I don't know if it's because it's translated from, I think, Polish. Is it like Game it, of Thrones? It's just really hard to, it's so much I going mean, on. <laughs> I, I read all of the books that 
he put out for Game of Thrones, okay. but I wasn't as confused as okay. I was with the, with Witcher. the Witcher. So I could definitely follow complicated storylines and 50,000 characters. But this, I was like, what? What's happening? The show is amazing. And Henry actually campaigned for that role because he played the game before. And uh-huh. he's like, I, I want to be in this show. Yeah. So, yeah. He's a super nerd and he's really hot so that's (laughs) really hot (laughs) really really hot so it's nice to have a hottie like that in the fandom for sure yeah I think you know and I was thinking about the Marvel people like Brie Larson um is a huge Star Wars fan in addition to you know her role as Captain Marvel which I think is awesome because you know, she's like, I'm like waiting for somebody to do a crossover with her. Like, I'm, I'm hoping somehow she's going to, not as Captain Marvel, obviously, but I'm hoping she's going to show up in Star Wars somewhere, like maybe on The Mandalorian or on the, hopefully, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Hopefully, we're going to get that. It's stalled right now, but, you know. Fingers yeah. crossed. Come uh, on, guys. <laughs> Fix those uh, scripts. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of Star Wars and toxic fandoms. <laughs> It's like a perfect I lead feel in. like you're welcome. Yeah, in great lead in. I feel like we need to just rip the bandaid off and get this started with Star Wars because honestly, it's been watching so-called fans attack other fans online that really inspired us to do this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast because we can all have different differing opinions, but we don't need to attack each other over those opinions. Like, come on, only if you say like Baby Yoda's like awful and you hate him then <laughs> then you deserve to be attacked but other than that would say that surely no one would say that <laughs> i mean they exactly. gotta transcend all fandoms and geekiness like everybody people who don't love star wars love baby yoda exactly you know? so unless you're like distant <laughs> baby yoda then shut your mouth and let people have their opinions <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so, I mean, I can tell you that after watching Solo, I recorded a reaction video with Patty, our friend Patty, from NoGuiltFangirl.com. So and from all was, the things. Patty is involved in yes, all the things. She's involved in all the things. But <laughs> so we've had her on here as a guest for our Run Disney podcast. So um, you guys might remember her. But yeah, so we recorded a reaction to Solo right after we've screened the movie. And, you know, YouTube is famous for like, oh my God, oh, like, you like the movie. So I, you know, I found out thanks to the lovely people of YouTube that I only like Solo because I'm a girl. So mm-hmm. not sure how that factors, but that's true. And then also I only like The Last Jedi because I'm a girl and I don't know any better. So I got harassed about those two. Well, and from my mansplaining un- you get online, Ashley, I can't even. Well, I mean, I get so much mansplaining and then I can mansplain right back or womensplain because I've read the books and the comics and then this and the that. So like, come at me, bro, next time. But anyways, <laughs> so and I actually think The Last Jedi was better than The Return of Skywalker. And that's my un- one of my unpopular Star Wars opinions. And But yeah, I got attacked for all of that. But have either of you ever been attacked by the Star Wars quote unquote fandom? No, never. Everything I say online is, you know, everybody loves it. <laughs> Jenna never has a controversial opinion about what? anything. I, I mean, <laughs> I just find that hard to believe. I'm trying to think about it because I've just recently started delving into reaction videos or just commentary on YouTube about, and I guess maybe it's the platform because, you know, if people disagree with me on like Facebook or Twitter, 
like there's for whatever reason I seem to have I can have like a civil discourse with people and we can agree to disagree about things but for whatever reason YouTube just brings out the worst <laughs> in people the comment section you know that old age old um adage don't read the comments I mean good gracious yeah. like I filmed a reaction to the D23 Rise of Skywalker footage and it was just like it was all I could do not to cry because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is just so, the music was ep- like, you know, they know what they're doing when they put that kind of stuff out. The music was epic and it really got me nostalgic for like the end of the Skywalker saga. You know, this is before the movie even came out. And I had somebody, mans- like you said, mansplaining to me in the comments that the only reason I liked it was because they somebody paid me to like it or something like that, you know. And I was like, no, I haven't even seen the movie yet. This is just a reaction to the free trailer that's available online right now. Like, what? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Nobody paid me to say this. And I don't know. I don't I don't get paid to write movie reviews. So Right. Exactly. Or, or make videos about them. So, no. And even if I did, I still would be honest about it. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think my – like, I've definitely had people – say things because like so I love um Rogue One it's actually my favorite just because like whatever nostalgia and you know the first one I do love Empire Strikes Back but honestly Rogue One is probably my favorite of anything past the original trilogy um I have this weird thing for loving movies where it nobody gets a happy ending <laughs> What does that say about you? <laughs> I don't know. But so many of my favorite movies are ones where people don't get a happy ending. And I think it's because it reflects, I think, more accurate, accurately just real life. Um, you know, the guy doesn't always get the girl. And, you know, everybody doesn't wander off into happily ever after. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about that that I love. But I feel like Rogue One, it was well written. I thought the storyline oh, so was good. great. It was this so standalone good. movie that just served a purpose. I thought the cinematography was great. I just thought it was such a good movie. And it served this one purpose. It was only supposed to tell this one piece of a story. And I thought it was fantastic. And people were like, that movie sucked. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. Like, And they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, whatever. I really liked it. And I thought it was honestly, I think it's one of the best Star Wars movies. Maybe my second favorite but definitely my third favorite. It's kind of a toss-up between it and Empire Strikes Back for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, definitely, clearly I know nothing. I have the worst opinions in the whole world, you know. Well, you're whatever. a girl, Jana, and, and girls don't know about you guys Star Wars. Think it's because we're women. Oh, I feel for like sure. people come after us for our opinions about things a lot of times because we're women. If we were a yeah. man with this opinion, people would be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Or they would respectfully disagree. But nobody wants to respectfully disagree with a woman about That's her true. opinion, about whatever, whatever, whether it's Marvel or Disney or Star Wars or Harry Potter. Like, oh, you just don't know. You right. Don't, Some you know. days I want to create a new persona online and pretend I'm a guy and just see what happens. <laughs> just see what happens. And do the exact same thing that you do on mm-hmm. your female-led socials and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that would be a very interesting social experiment. (laughs) Yes. Yep. So the exact same thing, just on a a male-driven Twitter handle or something. Yeah. There you go. Very masculine, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. So we had some, we asked, so what we did is we asked our friends, we've asked online, we we asked for unpopular opinions. So we have some other Star Wars unpopular opinions. Uh, One of the, probably the top one we got was that (laughs) a lot of people like the prequels. 
And I'm going to say I don't like the prequels. They are <laughs> they were a one and done for me. Um, people like Padme as a character. And I don't know if it's because Natalie Portman plays her or if she just was written poorly or it's a combination. But I definitely <laughs> can't stand her. Can, can I address my <laughs> my popular or unpopular opinions related to both of those? Go for it. In that I actually don't like the prequels. And I like Padme as a character, but I don't like Natalie Portman as the actress playing Padme as a character. If that mm-hmm. can be a thing. Yep. Um, it can be a thing. I, <laughs> and I don't like Hayden Christensen. Ugh, um, oh, man. Yeah, no. Honest, like, I'm Bless really him. sorry, Hayden. Like, you're probably a lovely guy, <laughs> but like, you're the worst. He's like the worst. The worst Anakin Skywalker ever. He's so horrible. Yes. I just, I couldn't. He's so whiny. Um, yeah, so between those two, like, I just, I really couldn't get past, like, that. I'm just like, God, what a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Like, you just want to turn away, but, like, you have to watch them once, I feel like, just to be like, oh, I, yeah. okay, I, I did this, I did the thing, I watched them, and now I'm moving along. Yeah. Jar Jar, <laughs> sweet, oh, God. all the things, uh, like, I still don't know why he's around. I I can't. Every now and again, I hear somebody be like, oh, I love Jar Jar, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to argue with you over Jar Jar because that's like the dumbest thing ever. But like, I just. No, you right. should just be like, have you seen Baby Yoda? Because, yeah. yeah, he's like, he's so yeah. much cuter. He's so much Change cooler. the Let's subject. Change the love subject. The child, right? Yes. Um, but I think the other thing is that I'm not a huge fan of the CGI that they used. Mm. And I truly believe that George Lucas could have used a better editing team at that point in time. Yes. And I don't know if it's because he was going through a divorce. It just didn't have oh, the gosh. same. Like, I don't know what happened there. It was not in the right place mentally, bless him. No, the whole thing was just a, just a train wreck. Yeah. I, yep. Uh, yep. So that's my, I you know, for the people that love the prequels, that's my unpopular opinion is that <laughs> the three of those combined were just a train wreck. I will I, say for the prequels that if you watch the Clone Wars TV show, I like the Clone Wars TV show. I like yes. um, Matt. I think Matt Lancer does a way. I think that's how you say it. I, does a way better job as Anakin. Like I don't hate Anakin in the Clone Wars, and I don't necessarily hate Padme either in the Clone Wars. Plus, we get Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, and she's like my absolute favorite. Yes, like character ever. Well, and I think my- the material for Clone Wars is probably better too. I just the writing. And the pacing of the prequels yes. is pretty awful. And uh, Dana, in in reference to Natalie and Hayden portraying Padme and Anakin, I think part of the problem for me was I felt like they had zero chemistry. Yes. Zero. He's supposed true. to be breaking this Jedi oath that was like so meaningful to him and, you know, all consuming for this woman. And like mm, their love scenes or lack thereof, or whatever you want to call them. Like, <laughs> I didn't believe none of that. I didn't believe you when you kissed her after you got married. No. You know? It was, ugh, it was no. Yeah. Yeah. It was a train wreck. Yes. Uh, nope, I didn't buy any of it. Mm-mm. Unlike Rogue One, where I bought pretty much every moment. Yes. <laughs> yes, Rogue One was way better. Staying on okay. the beach as you watch the entire planet implode? Yes, bring it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> The other, like, big one I think that I see with Star Wars and what we got in response to this was the Raylos. So mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, a Raylo <laughs> is someone <laughs> who is all about Ben Solo and Ray being together happily ever after at the end of the sequel trilogy. So I 
I don't know if I care necessarily whether they were together or not. I don't hate the idea of them together. I don't dislike the idea of them not being together. But people that are Raylos get a lot of hate online. A lot of it. So I we had people say, I'm a Raylo proud and Ben shouldn't have died. And I kind of agree. I I don't know. I'm torn on where, whether Ben should have died or not. What about, what do you, what do you two think? Spoiler alert <laughs> for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this rate, you've I mean, really, it. no, it's February. You should have seen it by now or whatever. Exactly. But anyway, I always, I always think about that when I'm making videos or, or talking about it. I'm like, should I spoiler alert? No, it's been two months. Yeah. Come on guys. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, well, okay. First of all, I'm a huge Raylo. And like when it happened at the end of the movie, I was like, Yes, really, it's canon. Like, I really wanted to scream that in the theater, and then I was like, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I bet 90% of the people in here are not Raylos. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, Ashley. I feel conflicted about whether or not Ben should have died or should not have died. But the more I think about it, and the more I like read, you know, articles online or just read what people thought about, read about you know, people who are Raylos who really didn't want Ben to die. I'm like, you know, he served a purpose and I'm okay with it. And I really appreciated his character arc a lot. Um, I did too. I, I think that was probably the most satisfying character arc for me out of the, what are we calling this? The sequel trilogy? It's the last the sequel the trilogy. Last three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I, what, mo- what most disappointed me about the Rise of Skywalker was not the fact that Ben Solo bit it at the end <laughs> or that he kissed Ray or whatever. Like, I did not get enough storyline behind Ray. Like, I mean, I feel like I saw the fact that she was going to be a Palpatine come in from a mile away and I needed a little bit more information <laughs> about that. And also, what happened to Rose Tico? Like, she had two oh, lines in the whole movie. And then I realized, started. I know, I realized that could be a whole other podcast, right? <laughs> it could be, um, yes. And I realized, you know, Carrie Fisher, rest in peace, Princess Leia, we love you, passed away. So they could, they did what they could with her. But uh, I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't like the treatment of her character either. So I feel like the women in Rise of Skywalker got the shaft. That's more of my issue with the Raylo thing was that like, people are so focused on, Ben Solo and Ray kissing at the end of the movie for 2.5 seconds, if that. Like, no, we needed, I needed more about, like, what prompted that, you know, other than the little finger touch in the hut and Last Jedi. Like, <laughs> where, how do you go from, like, touching someone across space and time to giving your life up for them? You know? Right. I don't know. I just needed more, and there, I'm with you, Ashley. I don't, I don't know that I liked... I can't decide if I like Last Jedi better than Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think Last Jedi was... My unpopular opinion is that Last Jedi was not not as bad as everybody says it was. Oh, I it's, it's not. More. I needed more from that one, and I needed more from Rise of Skywalker, and we didn't get it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm, agree. I pretty much agree on all of those points, Sarah. Um, there were definitely some disappointing moments, especially tied with the female characters that they had worked so hard to build up in the previous movies. Um, my 14 year old is like a mad Raylo shipper. Like she was, I mean, basically like leaned over in the movie. She's like, mom, I told you. And I was like, "Mm." anyway, yeah, I was kind of disappointed that Ben died just because I really liked the character arc. Like it's maybe one of my favorite movie arcs 
ever, not just in Star Wars. It was so good. Um, Mm -hmm. It would be great to see more of him. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, I get why he died. So it's like, "Mm, okay, I'm okay with this. Yeah. I think that's the struggle. Like, I get why he died, but I really enjoyed – I thought Adam Driver did an amazing job switching between uh, Kylo Ren's, like, persona and feelings to Ben. Like, the whole, like, the way he carried himself in the scenes just changed. Everything changed. And I loved him as Ben Solo because he really and truly reminded me of Harrison Ford from – the original trilogy. So yeah. that's where I'm disappointed, but maybe we'll get a Disney plus series more about Ben as Ben. So I would, I don't know. I would know about him at the Jedi temple and what made Luke turn on him in that moment. And then what drove, you know, Ben solo to join, be part of the Knights of Ren and, and go to the dark side. Like, I just want, yeah. See, I mean, like that could be a whole other podcast. I just want to know more. Like what yeah. is that? What is happening with you, Ben Solo and, and Kylo Ren? And, you know, how do you relate to the other people that are in the Star Wars universe? Oh, that right. would be a great standalone movie. Yeah, sure. Right. We got a standalone Harrison Ford solo. Well, not Harrison Ford, but a Han Solo movie. And now we need a standalone Ben Solo movie. <laughs> and what I really you, like Solo. Call it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you'd call it. But I really like Solo. That's another unpopular opinion. I also mm-hmm. think most people who trashed it didn't even see it. No, I, I think you're right. People were so upset about The Last Jedi and focusing on like two things that maybe were not great. Like I can agree with the people who were like, Oh, you know, Leia flying into space after she got blasted out of the ship. Okay, that was a little weird. Whatever. But (laughs) that doesn't mean that that one, like, blip of a scene does not mean the entire movie was bad. Right. And what's funny about about Solo. Yeah. But what's funny about that, um, uh, Leia flying, like, using the force to pull herself back to the ship, is that that's in canon. And not her necessarily using it, but if you watch Star Wars Rebels, which is probably my favorite of the animated series, Kanan does that in the show prior to The Last Jedi ever being, like, thought of. So it's like, um, if you really knew your stuff, Star Wars fans, you know that's totally possible. And we obviously know she has the force. She's a freaking Skywalker too, whether right. she gets the name or it's not. It's been mentioned several times that she's exactly. strong in the and, force. <laughs> yeah. And in, and in the canon of Star Wars, she's actually stronger than Luke in the force. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, those, those uh, toxic fanboys, they won't ever admit that. Nope. Well, because you're a girl. So if you bring it up, it doesn't matter. You're I mean, just, that's you're, really you're the just only reason. Because you have, you know, gen- female genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, or you're discounted because you, um, I don't know, maybe actually like read the books or comics or delved a little bit deeper into stuff other than just the movies. You know, right. I feel like a lot yeah. of the hate for different things of, of any yeah. fandom is because people are like, well, that's not what happened in the movie. And it's like, okay, but you have to, the fandom is not just the movie. The fandom is the books. Right. The fandom is the comics. Right. The fandom right. is, is TV shows, is the animated series. Right. Like you have to take all those things into account. And no, it's fine to be just a fan of the movies, but you can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, I hate, like, you can't hate on people because they actually go broader than just your love of a quote unquote movie. Right. And be like, oh, well, you don't know anything. And it's like, well, actually, I read all this other stuff. Um, and that kind of plays to the people who, like, hate, you know, the 
um, but two and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because it's like, did you? Why do people like, oh, hate look. it? I cried the first time I saw oh you guys. It was amazing. Because they're all like, oh, this isn't from a movie. And I'm like, no, dude, did you do any research? Did you read anything? Did you even read the description on the website? Because right. it in and of itself, without making you read a book, gives you a little bit of history as to right. why. You it can't is read two it. paragraphs on the Disney website. I mean, For gosh. I love people. <laughs> well, you know, Disney. Disney fans also have unpopular opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they sure do. Yes, and- they do. Yes, if you've ever been on Twitter and you look at Diz Twitter, you will see some crazy, crazy stuff. Or I'm in like a ton of Disney Facebook groups and some of the stuff I see, I'm like, okay. Now some of it's unpopular and I can give you that, but some of it's just downright dumb. Like people complaining about their room. Like I wanted a club level room. Well, what did you pay for? A standard. (laughs) Well, like that's not unpopular opinion, sweetheart. That's just you. I don't know. Yeah, My favorite is when you walk up to a ride and people don't have a fast pass for it, but they put that on their plans and then they yell at the cast members as to like, cause they try to scan their bands and the cast members like, Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have a fast pass for this ride. And like, but I put it on my plans and it's like, yep. no, you, no, that's not the same thing. And you know it. Stop, stop trying to game the system. <laughs> Right. Or the, oh, actually, your fast pass is for tomorrow at 4 p.m. Right, or right. At 4 p.m. today, and it's 8 a.m., and you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we could go on and on about the parks and some crazy stuff that we've seen, but let's talk about like Disney. We'll talk about Disney fandom, like the movies. Yeah. So, one of the things a friend of mine, her unpopular opinion, although I agree with her opinion, is Maleficent was a letdown because she wasn't evil. And that bothered me too with the first one. I was just like, she's like, if you play any video games like Kingdom Hearts, Maleficent is the hardest one to beat because she's so evil. So for a movie to give her a redemption arc, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. I want she's my evil villain in the animated villain. movie. She mm-hmm. has no reason to be evil. She's just evil. Exactly. <laughs> like she's one of the few Disney villains that's not, you know, they weren't outcast from something. They weren't. Uh, they didn't lose a child or or have their crown stolen from them or, or anything like that. Like she's just not nice. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like the powers of hell in the uh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second in like the 1950s, calling upon the powers of hell. That's like borderline witchcraft, <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, I ha- I haven't seen either of the Maleficents because. I don't, wow. I don't want to see her have a redemption arc. I don't. Yeah. I watched, I tried to watch some of it. I'll be honest. I tried to watch some of it. It was on like free form when they were doing like a month of Disney movies. And it was so slow to start with. And then I was just like, I, and I don't really, I'm not a fan of Elle Fanning. Sorry. Anybody that's a fan of her. Um, so I just didn't like her take on Aurora. So I got like halfway through it and it went to a commercial break and I changed the channel and forgot to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I stand with that. Forgot to go back and not just like, oh, I didn't like it, so I didn't go. Like, I no, like I got, I think I got invested in something else. I, I mean, there might have been a football game on. I don't know. I just, I was like, oh, look, our friends. Another episode of Friends was on, and it was one that I liked. So I switched to that and then didn't go back. So good. <laughs> well, for me, like I am a hardcore Lion King fan. It was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. 
is my favorite. It's my favorite Disney movie, animated Disney movie of all time. I own every format it's ever been released in from VHS to, you know, the DVD to the Blu-ray to the digital to the 4K. Like, I don't even have a 4K TV, but I own it. <laughs> like, it's my movie. Like, I've got the Funkos. I've got every, I've got everything from my childhood on. I've kept all my Lion King stuff. The live action Lion King came out and I was so disappointed. I like wanted to cry. Like, I was just... It just wasn't good for me. And I know like everybody's like, it's beautiful and it's this and it's that. Visually, yes, super stunning. Some of the voice cast was fine, but a lot of it was a letdown. And I know that's unpopular, but that's my favorite movie and they ruined it. <laughs> I don't think it's unpopular or may- maybe it is unpopular, but I, didn- I wasn't a fan of it either. I mean, it was, I think it was the... It may have been my first movie in theaters too. Now that I think about it, I, I've loved the little mermaid for a long, long time, but I was born the year that it came out. So I did not see it in theaters, but um, so I think the Lion King must've been the first one I saw in the theaters. And I mean, the music it's iconic and James mm-hmm. Earl Jones, that voice, you can't mistake him as Mufasa and Darth Vader. Like he's just iconic. And yeah, I, you know, for having such a talented cast, I felt like, uh, Billy Eichner and uh, Seth Rogen were more of the stars of the movie than Beyonce. And I know they oh, really I touted Beyonce and her star power, but I was just kind of like, I mean, she was fine. She wasn't horrible, but she was just fine. Wasn't anything to write home about. Right. So I heard such horrible things about it. I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> don't, don't wait till it comes on Disney plus And then it is on know. Disney. Plus. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I still haven't seen it. I just yeah. don't care. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I don't own it. So that should tell you how much I don't like it. There I you go. Buy it, it is a so. take for take remake of the animated movie. I mean, literally, I don't think they did anything different. It's just CGI animals instead of animated ones. <laughs> See, he agrees. He doesn't yeah, like it either. He's not a fan either. either. No. He's like, I haven't even seen it, but it sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah, he prefers uh, Mickey Mouse, so. <laughs> oh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. We all prefer Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I mean, really, let's be honest. He's the one character that has stood the test of time that nobody really hates Mickey Mouse. That's and if they do, they're not vocal about it because they will get. <laughs> that would be an unpopular opinion. I don't like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> how could you not like Mickey Mouse? Like, it's one thing for him to maybe not be your favorite favorite, yeah. but like, how could you not like just not like him? I don't really right. understand that. How do you not smile when you see him at the park? How do you not yeah. smile when you see a funny commercial or a you know a clip of a show and he's doing something silly with Goofy or Pluto? Like it just makes you smile. It's yeah, I mean he, he's not my go-to, but I don't mm-hmm. dislike him. I mean, if I see him, I'll go hop in a line for Mickey. Heck yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I love seeing Mickey when I'm at the parks. It's like yeah. on my list, like Mickey and Minnie, because Minnie is my girl. I love her. Yeah. And yeah, your vacation hasn't started if you haven't seen Mickey yet. <laughs> Thank you. If you haven't waved and been like Mickey, yeah. hi, yeah, you're like, who are you? Why are you? I'll be here? seventy-five years old in my wheelchair, going Mickey. Exactly, <laughs> waving at him as he comes down the parade route. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know Sarah is a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. It's probably her favorite fandom. So we're going to talk next about some um, unpopular Harry Potter opinions. <laughs> what are your favorite, like, unpopular Harry Potter opinions, Sarah? Well, um, I know for a fact that 
people, there is a, you know, kind of like with, well, I guess maybe probably Marvel is the best because, you know, Star Wars has books and, and comics, but I feel like they must have started out, didn't they start, you know, George Lucas started out with movies and then, and then written stuff came along, but comics for Marvel and books for Harry Potter were the, were the first things that came along before in movies or TV shows or anything like that. So, um, my, or I guess just maybe a fandom unpopular opinion is that, um, some of the movies are better than the books. I do not hold that opinion. <laughs> um, mm. But I will say, (laughs) right. But I will say that um, of the movies, my least favorite, which is very weird because it seems to be everyone's favorite, is The Prisoner of Azkaban. I loved that book. That's probably my favorite of the whole series. And I felt like they just didn't do that movie justice. Like it was, I felt like events happened out of order. And I didn't like the cinematography of it. It felt extremely dark. And I realized that was kind of the turning point in the writing. You know, Harry, it stops being such a friendly place for him to escape from the Dursleys, Hogwarts. Um, And it becomes more real as he finds out, you know, how, I guess, involved his family was with um, standing up against Voldemort and, you know, people that had undermined his family and basically killed them, I guess, you know, giving them over to him. Um, or giving over the location of where they were to him. But so I just, I don't know. I just didn't like that movie. And it's really funny because when I say that to people, they're like, what? That's my favorite one. And I'm like, really? Of all the It's really dark. Which, it I is. mean, they're all a little bit dark, but that one I feel like is the darkest. And I don't think it needed to be dark, that dark anyway, as dark as Alfonso yeah. Cuaron directed it to be. Like it just was really... I don't know. And it introduces one of my favorite characters, Sirius Black. And I felt like in the book, you know, you start out thinking Sirius is this bad guy. You, you know, you keep thinking he's trying to get Harry. They're all trying to protect Harry from Sirius. And in the end, you find out he's not trying to get Harry as much as he's trying to get to Harry to protect him from Peter Pettigrew. In the movie, I felt like even at the end when they were like reunited and it was all understood that he's Harry's godfather and blah, 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 blah. Like, I still was like, I I don't feel comfortable with Harry and his relationship with Sirius Black. And like, that's not how I felt at the end of the book. So I just really was not a fan of that treatment of that character. Now, it got better in the subsequent films. And I feel like David Yates, who took the directorial helm for the last few movies, did a much better job of keeping our because see and I guess this is the problem with you know when you have such amazing source material and directors or screenplay writers or whatever feel the need to embellish or improve upon it and I'm like no no you cannot improve upon what J.K. Rowling has already given us don't improve upon it (laughs) there's no need don't touch it (laughs) yeah I mean seriously it's it when it's so good you know I mean I feel like the only thing you can do is take out some extraneous stuff, you know, like they could, there's no way all 900 plus pages of the Deathly Hallows could have fit into a two and a half hour movie. That would have been at least a six hour movie. (laughs) So you have to do what you can and and remove the pieces that aren't maybe necessary to the story. If you're going to be telling the story in a visual manner, like a movie, but don't change stuff. I don't know. It just made me mad. Prisoner of Azkaban, not a fan of the movie. (laughs) We talked about that in the group. The Prisoner of Azkaban is also my favorite book. It is not my favorite movie. And yes, yeah, Sirius Black's one of my favorite characters too. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm with good you on that. to him. 
I liked the books way better than the movies, but I generally feel that way. 100%. I also, you know, Crimes of Grindelwald, I think, is another, like, really interesting hot button for, like, Harry Potter people because some people really liked those and some people hated them. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked it. It was a little dark and weird. I, I mean, I'm okay with that. I know it messes up the whole timeline. Timeline aside, I was entertained. I really liked it. And I, I, I guess that would be another unpopular opinion because uh, Fantastic Beast was so great. Um, mm-hmm. And then the follow-up, The Crimes of Grindelwald, was very complex because they needed to move the story forward a little bit faster, you know, now that they had established everybody that we knew from the get-go. I don't I don't know that it messes up the timeline completely. I feel like there's ways that they can kind of fix things. But, you know, again, when you're talking about a fantasy series like Harry Potter, timelines are relative. And as we saw with Prisoner of Azkaban, since we were just talking about that, and Hermione's Time Turner, and I, I mean, I just feel like there's things that can be you know, issues that can be overlooked. No, no movie is going to be perfect because if you have a book that you've read or just characters, I guess there's not really a book to go with the crimes of Grindelwald, but like no movie is going to be perfect. So you can, it's not like I'm going to completely, if I'm watching the movie series, uh, the Harry Potter series, I'm not going to skip over prisoner of Azkaban. I'm, I'm actually going through all of the books with my kids. And as we get done reading the book, then we watch the movie together. So we've finished um, one through four. And we've watched all the movies. So I sat through The Prisoner of Azkaban again. And I <laughs> I was trying really hard not to grumble while I was watching it because my <laughs> girls were so, like, you know, entranced about it. But um, it's not like I'm going to completely skip it over. And I feel like people, you know, it's like when people write off The Last Jedi or write off Solo. Like, don't write stuff off just because there's little pieces of it that you may not like. No movie is going to, I mean, it's very rare for a movie for everybody to agree on every single scene in the movie. You know? Right. So... I'm with you, Jana. I like the crimes of Grindelwald. I love the, I'm not a person who, you know, loves an unhappy ending, but I do appreciate a dark kind of twisted movie. And I felt like that's where that was going. And that's a dark time in the Harry Potter history, if you will, like Mm -hmm. Grindelwald, you know, coming back and escaping from prison and, you know, terrorizing people. It's a dark time in the Harry Potter, you know, Mm -hmm. history. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. I, Whatever. I like it. Part of my criteria is if I can get my family of six, everybody goes to a movie and every single person like likes the movie and walks out and is like, oh, that was really good. Mm -hmm. I consider that a win. There you go. That was one of those movies where all six of us went and every single person walked out being like, oh, I liked that movie. Well, then there you go. That to me is, (laughs) that's all that matters sometimes. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. I'm with you. I like the movie. I didn't hate it. Um, by, I guess my main beef, the timeline stuff, I feel like, I mean, she's consulting on these films, so she knows her timeline better than we do. So I feel like it'll resolve itself or it it won't, but I feel like it will because she's got all of that like in her head. My only, my major beef with it was I didn't like how they did Queenie because she had all this great character development of like, just not being like just the pretty one and like being... I don't know, just an important character. And then I just, I hated that she did the 180. I was like heartbroken for Jacob. I love them together. So I was like, why, Queenie, why? But again, I'm not going to be like, I hate this movie. 
Yeah, Queenie, I'll say Queenie's, Queenie's flip at the end bothered me. I'm with you on that one. I mean, again, it's like a timeline issue. I feel like maybe they'll resolve it in the next one or, or get it back to a better place. Cause I was like, wait, that totally feels like it goes against her character, but I don't know. Again, right. more information is needed to <laughs> make a complete assessment of the situation. So exactly. They can only give us so much with each movie. Otherwise they'd all be five hours long and you'd only pay to go see it once. And they're banking on you paying to go see a movie multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so let's see. We've done Star Wars. We've done Disney. We've done Harry Potter. Let's talk Marvel, which I think is, you know, a favorite fandom of all of ours. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's our wheelhouse for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I will say, I mean, I don't know, like, are any of my Marvel opinions unpopular? Probably not. They're probably all, but everybody, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sure <laughs> lots of my Marvel opinions are unpopular and I don't really care. But um <laughs> We got some definitely interesting ones from people when we asked. Um, oh, for let's sure. See, I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm trying to think of which ones we should start with. Um, you know, we could go to our favorite um, Captain America, Ashley. We definitely yes. had some unpopular opinions about Captain America. Ah. It really, it was really hard for me not to be judgmental with these two. Obviously, Cap is my man. So there were a couple that I was like, I can kind of, I mean, I can understand why, and I can maybe even get behind a couple of them. Like, you know, one was Peggy and Steve getting together at the end of Endgame. Um, and if you look at it purely from an MCU movie standpoint. Yes, like we want Steve and Peggy to be together. And that was like romantic and sweet and, you know, whatever, like that's fantastic. But if you think about like the whole Agent Carter series, Peggy and Steve ending up together in Endgame obviously, you know, puts a little rift and some people are not happy with that because that means Peggy's happy ending in Agent Carter and who she ends up marrying there. You know, that's kind of a, I get that, right? Like they were happy you know, move along, whatever. And then this happens and you're kind of like, oh, well, was that selfish, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Like maybe it's an alternate, you know, timeline where Peggy and Steve end up together in one and she still has her, you know, happy marriage from the Agent Carter timeline. I'm not sure. Um, But I can see where people would be unhappy about that. I'm really surprised that people are unhappy about that because I like, Peggy and Steve together and I'm glad they uh, my biggest beef with that whole thing was people were like it's not consistent with Steve's character of of wanting to do what's right by the country and and being a patriot and all this other stuff and I'm like okay you guys are like this is way too deep <laughs> it's Captain America <laughs> we're not trying to put moralism on Captain Captain America because I mean he made some questionable decisions in Winter Soldier and Civil War so he's not all roses it's funny you said that because that is one of the unpopular opinions we got. And it's from a friend of ours, a Twitter friend of ours who joins us for our Marvel Mondays Twitter parties. And he said, the Captain America turned out to be a complete jerk who cared only for his own happiness. So he used a trip to the past to give himself a perfect life rather than save Tony Stark. And I, I've actually already had this discussion with uh, this guy on Twitter 
and not and he's not disrespectful he's not one of those mansplainers he's willing to hear us out so and we can have a delightful discord (laughs) but i'm like steve always sacrificed himself for everything and honestly winter soldier was a point where he started to see that he was living by this like moral high ground and nobody else was and he was getting screwed for it so actually i think he probably started seeing that back in avengers because he's like really i downed this plane to keep the tesseract out of y'all's hands out of anybody's hands and here you have it and you're playing with it now (laughs) so like i like trashed my life for this and here it is like it totally explains why he's so angry in avengers too because i'm like can you imagine waking up and like all you did was for not because there it is you're just like wow okay guys all of you (laughs) so i personally i loved him having a happy ending because i couldn't imagine a world where he died i was totally fine with dying and not steve dying because i just couldn't have handled it if cap had died in endgame i would have been devastated devastated (laughs) i think part of the reason that and this kind of goes back to the whole Peggy Steve thing. And part of the reason that like, even if it's not an alternate timeline, I'm sort of okay with it is because they would have been together had, you know, had he not died in a plane crash or, you know, everybody thought he died in a plane crash or whatever, and then gotten frozen. Mm -hmm. So like they would have, they would have been together initially and then there wouldn't have been somebody for her to fall in love with after the fact. So right. whatever timeline he altered was his own fate to begin with and her own fate. And they were destined to be together to begin with. So I don't know. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm fine with it too. Same. <laughs> it's way <laughs> better than Kat dying. And Tony yes, dying. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not a I'm not a team Stark or Team Iron Man, whatever. Nope. Tony's fine, nope. but I think he's kind of a a-hole. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let's be honest, uh, if he hadn't have, you know, sacrificed himself in Endgame, like I don't know that I would like him at all as a character. Um, right. he made himself so much more likable giving himself up for the good of the universe, you know, not just the, te- not just the team, like the good of the entire world universe, whatever he did that. And it made me like him more. And I think it completed again with the whole comparing him to maybe like Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, it completed his character arc because he went from being a completely selfish, self-absorbed jerk to finding this journey of self-discovery of, you know, cause I mean, I didn't like him at the beginning of the very first Iron Man movie, but then by the end of it, I felt better about liking his character because he had suffered so much and had so much PTSD and thought he was going to die and realized that he needed to create the Iron Man suit and protect people, you know? And I mean, I saw his point of view in Civil War, although I I would have sided more with Cap, honestly. (laughs) But I saw his, you know, I just, but again, that just, that adds to the depth of his character, in as a whole and then when he gave himself up i i got i got misty eyed for sure i didn't do yeah. as much as i did at the very beginning with um hawkeye and his family oh my gosh that was the worst opening to a movie mm-hmm. ever that it was, was so rude. Knew it was coming that was harsh <laughs> i knew it was coming based on yes. the trailers yet we yes. still all were yes. like oh my god i literally yeah. was like this is going to be the first scene in the movie 
And I knew it was, it was like with Loki and Heimdall. I knew they were going to go. They were going to be the first to go in Infinity War. And it still crushed me Mm -hmm. when Loki, because like, I was like, there's no coming back from that one. And I'm like, I was crying. I couldn't even enjoy the next scene where, um, it was like what Tony and Doctor Strange are bantering back and forth. Yeah. With their egos. And I mm-hmm. and on subsequent watches, I love that scene. But in the theater, the first time, I couldn't even laugh because I was still in the moment and I'm like, Loki's gone. Yeah. Why? So and I knew Same. it was coming, but still, I still was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> so eh, it is what it is. Yeah, I totally agree on Tony. Like, I'm not Team Stark at all. Um, but I really felt like that was a good redemption for him. He mm-hmm. doing that as his like you know, last good gesture for humanity. I was like, okay, I can get behind this a little bit. Like, I, I don't hate Tony as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, some more unpo- like super from the same person, by the way, unpopular opinions. <laughs> um, and he's funny because he he will say some stuff. And he said to him. Terrence Howard is the better roadie and that mm. Edward Norton is the better Bruce Banner, not Hulk, mm. but Bruce Banner. Ooh. Oh, no. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, wow. Dis- disagree. Um, yeah. Disagree. Disagree. <laughs> Sarah's like, that's it. I'm done. Yep. Disagree. <laughs> Throwing the mic down. I disagree. Yep. <laughs> I... I disagree too. I mean, obviously. Oh, okay, I Mark <laughs> and as far as Terrence Howard goes, I watched the Iron Man movies. They're not my favorite. I don't rewatch them on the regular like I do Winter Soldier. But uh, I personally like Don Cheadle better. I just, mm-hmm. maybe that's because he's been in it more. But I just feel like, I don't know, like attitude wise, I just feel like he's better. I, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think he's a great roadie. I think he got better for me. I was I was disappointed when I found out Terrence Howard wasn't going to be reprising his role in the second Iron Man because I felt like they had really good buddy chemistry in the first movie. Mm. Um, and but I also felt like in Iron Man two and three, Don Cheadle's role was kind of minimized, and I feel like maybe that was a smart move on their part because it was giving him time and giving maybe the script writers and, and whatnot, the time to flesh out his character for, you know, the Avengers movies and um, civil war. And then, you know, cause I think with each movie, the more I saw of him, the more I liked him in that role. Um, cause I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't a fan, a big fan initially, but also he didn't have that big of a role. I felt like after the first one. So, but I'm with you. I don't re I, I haven't watched I certainly haven't watched the second Iron Man. God, that movie was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I certainly haven't watched the second one in a long time. And I only, I think I watched the third one randomly. It was one of those things where it was on TV and it was halfway through and I was like, oh yeah, let's remember this. And then it got to the end of it and I was like, oh yeah, this, I don't like this movie either. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because there's way too much Gwyneth Paltrow in it. And I don't like that at all. She's another Natalie Portman. Yes. For the love. And she just makes it worse every time she can't remember when she's been in a Marvel movie (laughs) or she can't remember who was sponsoring her goop cruise like just stop yeah. 
Oh my god, Sebastian Stan totally threw shade at her on Instagram. <laughs> I love him. That was hilarious. I love him that too. Best. So I these are it's funny. Our fr- so we have a friend. His name is Mike on Twitter, and he has a podcast called What You Talking Podcast, which is about Kim's convenience and uh, escape rooms and some other geek stuff. And his unpopular opinions. I was laughing with him because one of them was. Sim Yu, who's going to be playing Shang-Chi, the, the lead in Shang-Chi, should keep his shirt on. I was like, you are totally in. Whoa. <laughs> like, you're the only guy, the only person on the planet probably that has this opinion. It's <laughs> hilarious. I feel like so, he said that just to be controversial. I, sure. I think he did. Mike, <laughs> just for the listens. <laughs> give, us, Mike, give us your unpopular opinion. And he was like, okay, I have one for you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like somebody saying that Thor needs to keep his shirt on. It's not true. Exactly. Um, if, he, if he looks like he did an end game, then I would agree. <laughs> right. I, well, well, that was uh, Mike also said that he wanted to bring on more fat Thor and bro, or bro Thor, actually. Bro yeah. Thor is his bro actual Thor. name. Bro Thor. Uh-huh. I <laughs> like love bro thor i liked bro thor i thought he was hilarious yeah and it honestly the showing of like how grief can like really change a person even a god um i i really like that in Super him. i think <laughs> i just kind of hope that we'll see him do like a i don't know like a hercules style training regimen like in the beginning of his next movie or cameo so we see him get his abs back but you know can he just snap his fingers and get him i'm not sure but I'm sure they'll be back along with those biceps. So <laughs> and that I is think an- my. Oh, Ooh, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> yes, it is. That. I think my personal favorite of every unpopular opinion that we've discussed so far is that Marvel is better than DC. Well, I mean, it is. Is that unpopular, unpopular right? Yeah. Right. Who said that? I. <laughs> I always say that, but I like a lot of people say it. <laughs> No, I mean, like, do people really think that DC is better? Because it's yeah. not. There's a few. I mean, wow. there's a few. Ugh. Okay. But every well. time they say that, I said, did you see Batman versus Superman? Did you watch the scene where their resolution of, like, trying to kill each other was, Martha! I still can't. I cannot. Yeah. That scene. I laughed out loud in the theater, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> we, my husband and I, ha- attempted three separate times to watch Justice League, and we fell asleep every single time. And finally, on a plane ride, we were able to finish it. Like, we watched the end of it. We just, like, fast-forwarded to the end of it, because we were like, we need to see the last 20 minutes of it, because we kept falling asleep. It's so bad. You only watched it because you were trapped. <laughs> yes. I mean, seriously. And there wasn't anything else good on. And we'd seen everything else yes. <laughs> that they were offering on the plane. It was terrible. So uh, that's really funny that people would even pretend that DC is anywhere near Marvel. Yeah, no. Anywhere no. near. <laughs> Not at all. A few more unpopular Marvel opinions. Although I don't know if they're unpopular. Doctor Doom needs to be the villain, the main villain in phase four and five. That was another one from Mike. He's a huge Dr. Doom fan. And Dr. Doom is a great villain. And I would love to see him done justice because he definitely did not get a good character um, arc or representation or anything in the previous Fantastic Four movies. So I'm for that. Are we are we even counting the fantastic the earlier fantastic? I mean, movies? I'm not. I, mean, I just I pretend that they never happened. Yeah, let's just pretend that they didn't happen. <laughs> um, so that goes with the X Men movies too, because while they yeah. had some great casting, like obviously Sir Patrick Stewart and um, oh my God, Hugh Jackman, I just had like a yeah, a Ian I, yeah, they were amazing, and then there was just some really not amazing. 
choices. I'm going to leave it at that. And they didn't know their source material. And that was a huge, huge problem. And I got that straight from Lawrence Fishburne. He said that. He said they didn't know their source material. And he worked on the movie. He was the voice of the Silver Surfer. So he would know because he's a huge nerd. Yep. <laughs> but moving on, because we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, I have to add my husband's cause he, he, this is his opinion. He thinks that Hulk is not strong enough. Like they've underpowered him mm. and he was kind of mad that Hulk wasn't used more in infinity war and Endgame. Like he wasn't yeah. happy, see with that. Hulk. but that's he's like his wrong. character. And no. he's, he's not wrong. So yeah, I don't think he's wrong. Uh, the Hulk, he probably could have been used more. So I just... There you go, babe. I yeah. shared your opinion. <laughs> yeah. The, no, I'm glad you shared it. I, I would I would tend to agree. So I don't hmm. Do you think that's an unpopular opinion though? Do you think I don't people know. like the way Hulk was treated? I would love to know if other people agree with him. Yeah. Because hmm. I really haven't seen much talk about Hulk's uh, I was gonna say I don't husband. know too many people who are like, you know, Hulk is their favorite Avenger. So it would be very interesting to hear from people who love Hulk or Bruce Banner. And, you know, hear what they have to say about that. Because most people are typically camp Captain America or camp Iron Man. And occasionally you get a Thor fan thrown in there, but it's mostly the big two. And then, so that's interesting that he had such a strong opinion about Hulk. But yeah, yeah, that's my husband, though. He has to go against the green. There you you go. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I commented or, or said anything when you guys asked about um, other than my Harry Potter comment. So I'll go ahead and interject. My unpopular Marvel opinion is I loved Captain Marvel. Oh, I did too. I, I think people, I know. And I feel like, again, it was a whole, it's a, we can go back to the Star Wars thing. I think people didn't like Solo because they had beef with The Last Jedi. And I feel like people want to hate on Captain Marvel because they don't like Brie Larson and her outspoken you know, feminism remarks that she made. And it's like, you got to separate the person from the character because the work she did in Captain Marvel and the screenwriter, the, the, the screenplay, the writing, the Mm. other Lashana Lynch. Oh, uh, I loved loved her. her, Loved her. And I loved the, the, the representation of the Cree. I felt like Jude Law was good in his role. I didn't see it come, you know, the twists and stuff I didn't see coming, but you know, I didn't read, I don't read the comics. So, um, Mm. I just, but I really liked that movie as a whole. And I would be eager to see another iteration of that. I don't know if we're going to get a sequel to Captain Marvel or not. We are. We are. Okay. Okay, good. Um, I'm not up to, up to date. I went, I've gotten as far as like, okay, I know what's coming in like 2022, but past that, I'm like, (laughs) I can't keep up you guys. It's, I know, um, Kevin, how do you say his last, is it Feige? It's Faggy. Faggy. Okay. I can't ever say his, I always say it the wrong way. Kevin Faggy. I know he ever says it right. (laughs) Okay. Well, Kevin, how about let's just call him MCU Kevin. MCU (laughs) Kevin, I know you have a plan for the future that it probably extends to 2052, but I can only keep up with the next couple of years. Like, don't throw me, don't go, hey, in five years, we're going to get a Loki movie. No, don't tell me that. Tell me that Loki (laughs) series is coming when. I need to know when. We know when WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are coming, but now I need to know when Loki's coming. And if it's five years. 2021. Okay, good. I was like, if it's five years from now, don't tease me with that because I'll forget. 
I need to know like just in the next <laughs> year or two when things are going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are getting another Captain Marvel and yes, I, I'm with you. I really enjoyed it. I, I loved all but the 90s. Do you feel like it's an unpopular opinion that we liked it? No, because it made okay. a lot of money. So well, if it made yeah. a lot of money, it can't be okay. that unpopular. I, I think just it's feel like it might have been unpopular because so you know it's really hard to figure out what you what you think and whether it's unpopular because right. Well, you know, the think- last Jedi made a ton of money, but apparently, people well, what's didn't funny like about it. all of it is is that the people yeah. that complain the most about Captain Marvel and the new Star Wars sequels mm-hmm. usually have something in common, and they're very mm-hmm. bitter about women being in roles of power. There you go. So we'll see yeah. how loud mouth they are with Black Widow because that movie looks amazing. It looks like, awesome. Oh, and that's now on just how vocal they are. I mean, have they already started? I haven't really. Somebody told me that they were like, I don't see a lot of people talking about Black Widow. I was like, uh, where have you been? Like right. everybody I know is talking about Black Widow. And it's amazing. So shut your mouth, troll. <laughs> so, Boom. Mic drop. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I guess it is with a certain crowd. But I liked Captain Marvel a lot. I want to see more. I want to see a whole movie of just Goose, the flirting. <laughs> right. With Talos. Because Talos was an amazing character. And I loved him so much. Let's get a Goose and Talos and Nick Fury movie. That would ah, be fantastic. Yes, like a yes. buddy cop movie. Yes. <gasps> Goose yes. And, and Nick Fury as a, a buddy cop. What was Cheech that movie with like? Movie. <laughs> yeah, what was that movie with like Tom Hanks, right? Turner and Hooch. Yeah, oh, but, but Turner Fury and Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> but Fury, Fury and Goose. Fury and Goose. I, I would pay it. all the money to see that. I would. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm you, Kevin. When that becomes a show on Disney Plus, you can uh, give Ashley and I royalties on that one. <laughs> yes, and cameos. I'd like to. Have yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we have a few more that are actually just miscellaneous that we didn't actually uh, categorize uh, under anything because we just got a few. But for people who love Friends, which Sarah just mentioned a while ago, she loves Friends. I love Friends, too. Someone said that they didn't like Ross and Rachel ending up together and that they would have rather had her end up with Joey. What do you think? I mean, okay, going back and watching, rewatching episodes like that watching the joey episode it's it's so awkward to me i feel like it's not i feel like you know like that seinfeld episode the bizarro jerry episode where like elena's friends with three guys that look like jerry george and kramer but they're weird they're not exactly the same i feel like it's that like okay it was a thing that they did for a while just to see if it would work but like joey and rachel mm -mm, no Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh She's high maintenance and Joey is aloof and like not all there. And <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know. I feel like she would be mothering him too much. Oh you know? yeah. That's a good point. So I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with Ross and Rachel. I feel like they're the OG couple, you know, yeah. the entire series they spent dancing around one another, like getting in a relationship with one another. So no, I don't, mm I don't agree. <laughs> I don't. I think that would have been weird for her to end up with Joey. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about? I didn't actually see the all female Ghostbusters reboot, but someone said yeah. that they thought it was better than Ghostbusters two. 
Okay, well, I can't, I don't know if I can comment because I haven't seen Ghostbusters. I thought they were going to say just Ghostbusters, the original. I was like, ooh, no. that's, you're coming no. hard for those people. Um, I haven't seen Ghostbusters too, so I'm not sure. Or maybe I have, but it's been a while. And so I'm not sure I can comment. I liked the all-female Ghostbusters. I thought it was fine. Um, I'm looking forward to the new one though. But well, Paul, right. I think I'm looking for, I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I'm looking forward to the new one, I think, because it's a new story. You yeah. know, they're not creating an all-female version of the original movie like let's be a little more creative than that you know let's because I'm all about you know female empowerment and women in you know strong roles but like don't just for me I'm like don't just rewrite don't make James Bond a woman just so you could say I made James Bond a woman like if there's a reason Mm -hmm. for her to take over as that, okay, if there's a reason for those four women to be Ghostbusters, okay. But, like, I don't know. I didn't feel like there was a reason for them to be Ghostbusters. But I do love them as a comedy troupe, so to speak. Like, I felt like Melissa McCarthy and Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon and, um, oh, my gosh, what was the, who's the last one? I totally just forgot her name. Uh, I mean, I can Google it. Kate and... Oh, anyway, I just felt like they played off of each other really well. And I think that's what people loved about the original Ghostbusters is that all of those guys, you know, people didn't love the movie because it was guys. People loved it because they were all like their comedic timing with one another was perfect. Right. You know, and so I don't know, maybe it's my, maybe my beef with the all female story. Uh, where am I going with that? Star Wars. <laughs> all female <laughs> Ghostbusters is... Um, the fact that the source, the material wasn't great. The screenplay wasn't good. Right. You know, I feel like they wasted an opportunity to have all of these comedic genius women in the same movie together. And it was poorly written in my opinion. It wasn't, you know, especially on the heels of having an awesome movie like Bridesmaids. Like that was Uh, hysterical. I I feel like men and women could agree that Bridesmaids was amazing. But I mean, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, hilarious and their writing is genius like if you have good material and you want the all the leads you know roles to go to women then okay but like don't just have a a movie and say we're going to create an all-female cast because we want to show how much we are in women's corners but like the movie is mediocre Uh, did you really do us women any favors no right now you're making it look like well women shouldn't have major roles because the movie sucked like well yeah. the movie didn't suck because they were women the movie sucked because the material wasn't good <laughs> exactly. yep nope that's i so that was I'll, a very long like... explanation as to <laughs> as to why i feel like the female ghostbusters was fine but it wasn't like great <laughs> i wholeheartedly agree with you because that's what happens they put women in these roles and then they don't the direction is bad the script is bad mm-hmm. production is bad and then it's like oh it's bad because there's a woman no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. like the talent is there because, yeah it's bad because of all the stuff surrounding it like okay i haven't seen the little women movie yet because it came out around christmas and have a little person at home and you know getting out to the movies is like I was lucky to go see The Rise of Skywalker when it came out because that's just, you know, my life right now. So I haven't seen it, but I've heard such good things about it. But then also, you know, there's a little corner of the internet that's trolling about how it was boring and terrible and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I mean, the material is really good. Little Women Mm -hmm. has stood the test of time. Everybody loves that book. And 
I guess, you know, the TV series, I, right? Wasn't it a TV series back in the day? Or, uh, I don't know. Or maybe a movie back in the day. Like they've remade it. There was definitely a movie. Yes. So, you know, I think so for in that instance, I feel like people's beef about there being women is not valid because they're just, they're now, I feel like they're blaming women for that. And I'm like, no, no, you can't. Now you're being sexist because the source material is good. If you don't right. like the source material, then just say, I don't like Little Women. I don't like Laura Ingalls Wilder. That's fine. If you that's not your jam, that's fine. But don't be like, oh, it's a terrible movie because it's all about women. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know. Don't you know, that. everybody's got to have. <laughs> see, there's unpopular opinions and then there's just trolls. And yes. You know, those are the trolls. And sometimes they're one and the same. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. All right. So my final or final unpopular opinion is actually mine. And I will fully claim this as an unpopular opinion. And why it's unpopular is because apparently because I'm a female, I should automatically like female-led movies. Mm. I don't. If the movie's bad, the movie's bad. So there Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was not a good movie. <gasps> I I know, shocking. Um, <laughs> first of all, after watching Batman vs Superman, and I adore Henry Cavill. If that wasn't clear earlier, what I was okay. gushing about him and The Witcher, <laughs> I've been a fan of his since before most Americans knew who he was. So mm-hmm. come at me. I've been a Henry Cavill fan. I'm an OG Henry Cavill fan. Even my adoration of Henry Cavill could not make me like Batman vs Superman. It won't make me watch it again. I just can't. They. It was just awful. So from that point on, I was like, DC movies will get zero of my dollars because Mm -hmm. that was so atrocious. My friend was like, I really want to see Wonder Woman. And I was like, oh, like I grew up with like Linda Carter's Wonder Woman watching Mm -hmm. her. Like I, I didn't want to see a new Wonder Woman. And after, like I said, again, after the, Ugh, of Batman versus Superman. I'm like, no, they suck. Yeah, expectations were very low. I exactly. And so anyway, she paid for my ticket. That is why I saw it. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God. Like origin story movies are predictable if you know source material. However, there's a difference between being predictable and still being good and being predictable and being awful. Like it just it was the plot was weak. Every like twist and turn they tried to pull, you could see it coming like five miles away. The CGI was terrible when he transformed into Ares. I laughed out loud <laughs> because he looked like, if you've seen it, Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like guys in suits, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not the CGI uh-huh. stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, he looks like Shredder, but Shredder looked better because it wasn't crappy CGI. It was actually a guy wearing a weird metal suit. Mm. I I just, I hated it. But people were like, oh my God, like you're supposed to love it because you're a woman. I'm like, no, mm. no, no, that's not no. a reason to love anything. Thank you. But that's as my the, As the men opinion. like to mansplain <laughs> to us, you can't love Star Wars because you're a woman, but you need to love Wonder Woman because you're a woman. What? No. Mm-mm. Right. Exactly. Doesn't so. fly. Doesn't work like that. Um, well, I I hear and see your points, and I can totally <laughs> get on board with your point about the CGI because I definitely thought that was probably the weaker point of that film. But I actually liked Wonder Woman, but I think it was because my expectations were so low from previous. D- um, DC <laughs> films you know I again I'm with you on the being a fan uh, of Henry Cavill from back in the day but Man of Steel was terrible Batman versus Superman was terrible it took me three tries to get through Justice League which was really really bad 
Um, <laughs> I'm so glad Ben Affleck didn't really, uh, did he get, he didn't get his own movie as Batman, right? No, he was okay. supposed to. And then he just was like, I don't want to do this. And then he bounced because everybody was like, you suck. Well, <laughs> I mean, Batman, he did. So, he, he did. Yeah, Arthritic so, Batman. <laughs> yes. Um, and I did not see Aquaman, so I can't speak to that one. I've heard people liked it okay. And so maybe it was, it and Wonder Woman were actually the only two movies that people seem to have liked, you know, that yeah. are not like DC hardcore fans. But, um, but I liked it. I thought it was great, but I did not go into it thinking that I needed to like it because I was a woman and a woman is the star. Like you have to go into movies objectively. Like, do you like the cinematography is, can you understand the storyline? Like, are the, do the characters have depth? You know, um, I'm interested to see 1984 because they're bringing back Steve and he died in right. Woman. So I'm like, and I, again, I, like I said, I'm not a comic reader. So I don't, I'm like, where is this? How is he coming back? Like, what is this going to be? And also Kristen Wiig's character. I'm like, what? I'm very confused uh, about 1984. So I, I want to see it just because I, I don't understand it. And I'm like, actually, I grew up with Linda Carter as my Wonder Woman. And I loved watching her. I loved yeah. her show. So ironically, they filmed part of 1984 here in the DC area. But I had zero desire to go down there because of how much you don't want to go stalk anybody. <laughs> no. Now, however, when they were filming Winter Soldier in DC, which only parts of that is in DC, which is very funny because some people are like, "Oh, look, he's in a mall in DC." I'm like, "He's not. That's no mall near us." But no. anyway, <laughs> when he's running on the National Mall, he is in DC, and yes, I wanted to be like all up in that. <laughs> like yeah. I can run too. Let me run. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I don't know the comics of Wonder Woman. Like, I know, like, Black Widow and stuff like that. So I don't know how Steve is back. It's kind of like the new Fast and the Furious. We watched yeah. Han's car blow up, and now Han <laughs> is chilling, like, eating his, like, chips or whatever he's always munching on. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the uh, you know, I, I feel like these movie series, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars, or the Fast 9, like, timelines screw them <laughs> we're gonna do whatever we want and then we're gonna give someone some sort of token that you know allows you to travel through time in some way shape or form so we can just screw with the timeline <laughs> uh, it's fine everything's fine yeah don't look don't look at the man behind the curtain just right exactly <laughs> well and okay speaking of henry cavill this just reminded me of an article i read about um did you see the last mission impossible uh go ghost protocol maybe i or did Okay, with Henry Cavill as the bad guy, right? Right. So he, spoiler alert, dies at the end of it. He, like, right. goes off a cliff and, like, I mean, the plane or the helicopter lands on top of him. Like, he's smushed to smithereens. I read some sort of article that he's going to be in the next Mission Impossible somehow. And I'm like, how in the hell are we resurrecting <laughs> him? He got smushed by a helicopter. But I, I'm like, you know, everybody <laughs> thought Palpatine was dead. And I was getting ready to say. <laughs> here he is being, you know, controlled by robotics. So I guess ain't nobody really dead in the movies. Ain't he nobody that, dead. He's got that Palpatine magic, apparently. That's <laughs> I guess I'm like, how are you, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, I did I'm like, not, at some point, bad guys need to stay dead. They just need to stay dead. I did not read that, but that's hilarious. Yeah. 
Hilarious. I mean, maybe it was a fan theory. I cannot remember now, but I just remember because I said that when the um, Top Gun Maverick trailer came out, you know, people were talking about Tom Cruise for a little while, and I, I, I came across something about his upcoming movies, and Maverick was one of them. And then they were talking about the next Mission Impossible. So I can't remember if it was just a fan theory, but I was like, seriously, I mean, I love Henry Cavill, you know, love but I'm like, him. they should have thought about wanting him to come back in, in the next movie and they shouldn't have killed him off if they wanted him to come back. Like, yeah, I, don't I, know. I got it, nothing on that. <laughs> yeah. You got to let them stay dead. If they're dead, they got to stay dead. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of the geek girls universe podcast. And a special thank you to Sarah for joining us. You were Yay. amazing. Oh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was so much I'll fun have to come back. Cause I feel like okay. we had a lot of, we had a lot of tangents that I kind of want to go back. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm available. <laughs> Uh, be sure to check out Sarah's website, Sarah with an H in the suburbs.com and find her on Twitter at Sarah Gillian. Yes. No. Close enough. <laughs> I feel bad that I said no. Close. Gilliland. Like Gilliland. For Gilliland. it's like Gilligan, but land instead of Gan at the end. <laughs> you want to know what happened is that I was, I'm reading it and I was like, I hesitated and then I like uh-huh. screwed it up. That's exactly I could hear it. I could hear your hesitation. And I was like, oh, she's going to try so hard. Bless her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bless her heart. Oh. And on Instagram and Facebook, she's at Sarah in the suburbs mm-hmm. on both of those as well. Yes, I am. So thank you, Sarah. And thank you, everyone. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.